When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. Let's do this. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins kicking off another week. Let's start here. A lot of people have questions about COVID because the whole game has changed, really, with Omicron. Yeah. You can't any longer say, well, you got to get vaccinated because that'll keep you from getting it. Because now you know you could be vaccinated and boosted and get it. Yeah. And then it's, no, well, you were told it'll keep you out of the hospital and keep you from dying. That's uh-huh. what was said. Well, it depends on when you're talking about. Yeah, that's not what I was told by the president on July, what, 3rd? Exactly. And what you were originally sold on. Yeah. And yes, it's unfolding before our eyes. But we'll see if our officials can keep up to date with where we're at right now. So let's go with the CDC director, David. Yeah, Rochelle Walensky, she's a nervous wreck. It's been an emotional roller coaster following her ever since she took over. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Rochelle Walensky, she actually went on Fox News Sunday, did an interview with Brett Baer, uh, mm-hmm. who did great, I thought. Uh, Brett Baer asked her about the confusing roadmap of guidance being issued by her agency. Because, I mean, last week was a complete cluster, okay? It, yes. it went from, okay, if you get COVID, isolate for 10 days. Well, now we're saying five days and you don't need to get a test. But now if you want to test at the end of the five days, take one. But you don't know if you're really positive or negative if you take that test. So it just, again, it's this tangled web of people way overthinking this entire thing. Agreed. Uh, And so she was asked, you know, a lot of people are just kind of done listening because you people can't get a message straight. Yeah. And her response? Do you think that it's fair to say that the the trust and confidence of the public has gone down with the CDC? Um, Thank you, Brett. You know, this is hard. We have ever-evolving science with an ever-evolving variant. um, And my job is to provide updated guidance in the context of rapidly rising cases. And that is what we've done. And I'm here to explain it to the American people. And I'm committed to continuing to do so and to continuing to improve. Okay. Okay. What was your reaction to that when you heard it? This is hard. Okay, yeah. You seem to be making it more and more difficult. Well, of course it's hard. It's a pandemic. Okay, the problem is, is that you've misrepresented a number of different things. That's where the trust was lost. And then it's mixed messages and things that just don't make sense. I mean, that goes on and on and on. So there... This is just a gut feeling for me. You can tell me if it's wrong or not. My sense is this. There were a lot of people 
in the very beginning that did not know how to react to any of it. It's something we've never seen before, so we're relying on our government officials, including the heads of the CDC and the FDA and everything else, to figure out, okay, how are we going to tackle this? So most people were down with slowing the spread and all of that. And then when you're finding out research from other countries when it comes to masking, uh, when it comes to six feet apart, which was just a number somebody came up with, all these things unfold over time. And when that happens, you lose trust in the officials. Then when it is a 180 on the guidance, depending on who has the influence of the CDC director at any given time, then people are on their own and trying to figure out, okay, what's real and what isn't. And I think what we've said for months is when you go to different parts of the country, you certainly get the feeling COVID's over in the sense that people are not going to go back to the masking outdoors Stop getting together, that sort of thing. So at the beginning, the officials sort of had the control of, we're going to tell you what is best practices and people will follow. Now people aren't following. They're done with it. And they're somewhat frustrated that all of a sudden we can't get control of the people now. Because, and we'll get into this a little bit later in the show, you hear, you know, different people in media saying, Well, these people, like in the middle of the country, they need the information, but they just don't want to seem to get it. Right. But it's our job to get it to them. No, 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 no. They know what all of the information is. This isn't lack of information. They don't believe you because you've lied to them for years. That's what it is. Because every recommendation is the absolute. There's never any wiggle room involved. It's like, this is the absolute. You have to shut down your business. You have to shut down the schools. You have to shut down. This is the absolute. The only way we can stop this. And none of it's true. No, it's not. Get I mean, a vaccination. You won't have to. You won't have to worry anymore. Take your mask off. Go in. Sit down. You know, cough on people. Whatever you want to do, you're fine. You're not. No, when you're talking about kids and the chance of a yes. kid dying or going to the hospital because of COVID is so tiny, but they make it to be this huge thing, and we got to keep the kids safe by by anything, by right. any measure. Masking, we know it does such damage to the kids, but we're going to keep masking them. And to see absolute, there's no there's right. no gray area here. We're going. This is yes. what we're going to do, and this is the way we're going to do it. It's settled. It's never settled. So what? You know, we had a president just tell us the unvaccinated are the problem. Still, no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> Three times. Got COVID. Yes. Was it mild? Yes. But don't tell me that's the unvaccinated. Because you can spread it. You, I can get it. If you're vaccinated. Yes. Yes. And well, if you hadn't had three vaccinations, though, it could have been worse. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know that. So, like, it's been so many different times when the media has said, we got to get out of our bubble to understand what people are really thinking in this country. They're like a year late on everything. Yeah, yeah. Brian right. Stelter yes. is CNN, another yeah. example of this. Oh, I, I thought this was hysterical because he's wondering now, you know, is, is it possible that is it is it? I know this is a crazy question. Is it possible that news media is just kind of out of touch? <laughs> of course. Oliver, you've been writing about some of this in the Reliable Sources newsletter. Here's a here's a big, overly broad question for you. OK. Is the media at this point out of touch with the public about COVID? I, I think it's hard to argue that, uh, you know, the media is a, a large uh, group of people, but 
a lot of the media does seem, when I look at it and, and then travel the country, to be very out of touch with people. I mean, if you travel the country, people are not really living in the same uh, bubble that it seems that uh, most of the media is messaging toward. We've been saying that. <laughs> no kidding. For months! Yeah. <laughs> right. Years, but yeah. <laughs> but especially with COVID. Yeah. People are like, okay, we got to live our lives. And, right. and so... Yeah, and, and so I, I, I think this is an issue because if people are tuning out uh, what's going on in cable news, if we're not messaging toward uh, the general population, um, you know, they're, they're just, you know, ignoring everything and, and living their lives, uh, and, and we're not really getting the information that they need to them. <laughs> no, that's not it at all. That's where you miss it. You can't get out of your own way no, with your yeah. smugness to think, see, we know all the answers. Right. And, and these little people that are living their lives, they, they don't know. I mean, look at the East Coast and how well we've done with COVID. Right. Give me a break. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. And so I get a call yesterday from the COVID people. And okay. they want to know how I'm doing. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. Can you give me the names and the numbers of anybody you have been around in the last 14 days? <laughs> no. No, I'm not doing that. Well, we need to trace. Well, you're not going to get it from me. That's an insane question. Yeah, let me put let, get here. Let me get my book out and give you every name and number of everyone I've come into contact with. Let see. You're talking about contact tracing with Omicron. Yes, it's all over the place. Yeah. Well, they were they were like asking me for names and numbers. So I don't know if they could call you. I I don't know what the deal is. All right. Let me get this straight. You tested positive for COVID almost two weeks ago. Yes. And the call came what, yesterday. Yesterday, on Sunday too. By the way, they're working overtime. Okay, David, help me. What good would that do now? Well, with something, what it it wouldn't do any good. Remember, I I thought we gave up on the whole contact tracing. That's what thing. I thought. See, that's like, what I was blown away by. By like June of 2020, I thought that right. was just kind of over. Right. You want my social security number and my bank number too? <laughs> right. What's your to mother's safe? What's your mother's maiden name? Somebody could have pulled up the ATM oh, after gosh. me and pushed the, almost the exact same numbers. Oh my goodness. Okay, just. So you know, too, um, as far as what people are really wor worried about, I don't know if you saw this poll. Um, it's not so much COVID. It's inflation. Yes. I mean, th this is what the AP research. Uh, it was an AP story that just 37% of Americans named the virus as one of their top five priorities for the government to work on. Think about that. With how much of the news that it dominates, especially legacy news. I mean, it's massive, but that's not what most people are worried about. I mean, you're talking about the economy and prices and inflation, things like that. Mm -hmm. And again, isn't that news media, again, out of touch with what people are talking about? Yeah, I think so. I think because at the end of the day, when you're noticing your grocery bill going up, so much every single month when you're sitting down to do the budgets. I mean, that honestly is more important than a virus that you've either been vaccinated for or have recovered from. Yeah. I mean, all right, more on that a little bit later. It's just frustrating. Um, notice somebody tested positive for COVID over the weekend. Mm -hmm. You yep. have the story. That would be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, everyone's favorite socialist from New York. How is that possible? Well, she was partying down in Florida, 
should have known you don't go into the territory of death, Santas, and come out unscathed. <laughs> well, she went to a big drag party. Yeah, she did. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, so she's tested positive. So, like, you know. Yeah, it happened. It's like <laughs> Hannah Montana goes to Congress. It's, a- <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. COVID just wanted to date her. Right. Mm. Who doesn't? <laughs> Most of the people I know. <laughs> Everyone I know. But she went down there, woke, and then she got COVID. That's just part As a of- woman or any menstruating person in this country. Right. I'm sure she was talking all that nonsense while she was yeah. there. Dang. Yeah, that's sort of a punchline there. And Bob Saget, that was sad news. Yeah, it was. Surprisingly, I mean. Well, and I was thinking about Bob Saget with, you know, America's Funniest Videos and Full House. And David, you as a kid at that time. Yeah. Scott, you as a dad with your daughter watching this all the time. It was like a big part of your lives for a long time. And, you know, he was still out there doing Mm stand-up. That's what he was doing. Working blue. What do you mean? Well, apparently his stand-up was, was uh, I saw him once, just a TV thing, but his, uh, was very uh, uh, very X-rated or R-rated, oh, yeah. hard R. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was always the big story yeah. of people that would go to the show thinking they would get, like, this clean sort of family's home videos-type stand-up act. That's Tanner. not what it was. Yeah. No, and every time I hear about a comic, you know, they were clean. I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't. It's like having the academic all-star team is uh, your basketball team. You have four <laughs> academic all-stars. Then you got a lousy basketball team. Chances are, right? I don't want to see a clean work. I don't want to see that. Oh, I've seen some really funny. I have, comics. too. But, I mean, as a rule, I'm like, well, you know, it's family, <laughs> family-friendly comedy. It's like, nope, not going. Just depends on who the comic is. Yep. Or who the family is. <laughs> yes. That's true. Yeah. It reminds me, remember uh, the movie from Dust Till Dawn? Yes. <laughs> All these ladies... The older ladies going to see that nice George Clooney mm-hmm. from that hospital show on TV. <laughs> Let's go see that movie. I bet Oops. it's really good. Oh, my gosh. This is a Tarantino movie. Yeah. <laughs> totally insane. All right. There is a lot to go through today. Um, more news on the trans swimmer from Pennsylvania. Did you hear what happened over the weekend? That and much more coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I don't know if you saw it over the weekend. A story that uh, keeps getting attention. It's the trans swimmer, University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, what happens when a trans swimmer beats a trans swimmer? Well, it was an odd thing because... It was odd. They're uh, heading in different directions, though. They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have the swimmer from Penn, who is a biological male... Becoming a female. Right. Or identifying as a female. Yes. And then you have a female transitioning to being a male. Right. That beat her after the biological male won the first couple of races because there's multiple races going on. Okay. Yeah. You, you, yeah. So, it, yeah. It's, it's very difficult if you're scoring at home. It is. There's no doubt about it. And I noticed that Hallie Jackson from NBC, um, had actually done a report about this. And just see, I'm going to play a little part of it. 
if you can see how this is fake news. Whenever you hear fake news, go ahead and shout it out, and I can stop the audio. Speaking of athletes, here's another one who's a star, Leah Thompson. Last month, the swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania set two different Ivy League records. Yeah, we know that. Her critics are furious, saying she shouldn't even be allowed to compete. That's because Leah well, Thomas is transgender and at the epicenter of this culture war, you could call it. What? Well, the first instance of fake news was at the very beginning because I think she called her Leah Thompson. Is that right? But it, No, that... it's Leah Thomas. But Oh, yeah. Got that. Well, Leah Thompson, she's an actress. Maybe she got them confused. Thomas Thompson. Um, culture war? No, I think this is war on reality. That's just me. Tomorrow is her final home meet of the season. She'll face off against Dartmouth and Yale. Both Penn Athletics and the Ivy League have put out statements supporting Leah. But of course, she is just the latest trans athlete to come under fire. In fact, 10 states have recently passed some kind of bill banning trans athletes from participating in youth sports. No, nope. true. You might remember nope. trans runner, C.C. Telfer. Was oh, yeah, that's not true. That, that's not that's true at all. That's fake news. You can still compete. You just, you can't, if you're a biological male, you can't compete against biological females. Correct. You can still take part in whatever sport you want. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for spotting the fake news. You might remember trans runner, C.C. Telfer, was deemed ineligible to compete at the U.S. Olympic trials over the summer. Yes, that was called sanity. So let's talk about it now with Joe Yerkeba from NBC Out, who just published this piece with the latest about Leah. Joe, I'm glad to have you. Glad to have you here. So then they're just talking about how much support that Leah at Penn has got, you know, from her teammates and from the school and the NCAA. What do you? And when you hear that, maybe you've seen the stories where the parents and some of the girls have spoken anonymously because they don't want to be canceled to say, yeah, this is some BS. This is crazy. And you've mentioned it before, David, seeing the actual video for the first time, because we had talked about it a few times and you're like, holy mackerel. When you see it, it's completely different. Well, yeah, Thomas is laughing the field, man. I mean, it's crazy. What I thought was interesting. There was a story at Fox about it, talking about the parents speaking out, but not only are they saying that, you know, this isn't fair for biological females, but they're saying it with compassion, at least in my eyes. Um, a couple of parents said it starts with the NCAA. I think they need to change its policies, find a way to include transgender women without trampling all over biological women. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine because that's what's happening right now. Um, no, another parent said this is obviously an issue. They should probably just look at how they're going to handle it. And handle it better in the future, because right now this is, you know, not working. And then I thought this was really interesting. Um, one of the other parents had said, you know, I I feel really badly for this particular person, for Leah. Because by the NCAA's rules, this person's done everything that they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. In some ways, not their fault. The NCAA has allowed this to happen, but yet so many people are frustrated because of this person. Now, at the same time, you have others that say, well, do you really take that much pride into lapping the field See, when you have that that's kind my of advantage? Thing. Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... This it's, isn't going away. They're going to have to figure this out because this is insanity. It is insanity, and it's hollow. Those are hollow wins. How can they I know. celebrate that? Meanwhile, the California uh, preschool has been shut down because they didn't enforce the mask mandate oh, for geez. three to five-year-olds. Oh, my God. 
This preschool, like 100 kids, there are a bunch of people on the waiting list. It's insanity. One of the things, it's also at a church, preschool is. Yeah. So you had the state authorities there like 11 times in the last several months. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, we've got we've gotten complaints. We've, we have to shut it down. That's where we're at right now. AFC has given ivermectin, by the way. <laughs> News update straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Trying to make sense of it all, right? Have fun. Okay. Wall Street Journal, I thought, put this in a way a lot of people have been thinking. You know, the United States Supreme Court is weighing whether to allow Biden's vaccine mandate for employers to stand, right? They were talking about it the other day. Big oral argument. Well, they were lying about it the other day, too. Soda Mayor. Oh, gosh. 100,000 kids. Yeah, right. Seriously, she is a member of the Supreme Court. Yes, I know. Spreading misinformation. Big time. But as the Wall Street Journal put it, um, a lot of the arguments have been on administrative law issues, right? Mm -hmm. And they're suggesting um, there's a simpler reason the justices should say, no, you can't have these mandates, and that's Omicron. They wrote in the paper, it would be irrational, legally indefensible, and contrary to the public interest for government to mandate vaccines absent any evidence that the vaccines are effective in stopping the spread of the pathogen they target. Yet that's exactly what's happening here. Mm -hmm. We know that. It doesn't stop Omicron. So how can you mandate it? That's 95% of all new cases, we're told. That's from the CDC. So, I mean, I'm sorry to use common sense when it comes to law, but why would you mandate something that doesn't work? Yeah, if they're arguing that, uh, if the government is arguing, which it has been, uh, that these are unprecedented times and therefore this vaccine mandate should be allowed to go through because of it's an, it's an emergency situation, which I think already is pretty shaky, but when they are not actually stopping the spread, then you have no grounds anymore. The foundation has crumbled away for that argument. Has made it obsolete. Yes. There's 50 mutations of Omicron known to evade antibody protection. You know, and the, the interesting thing is, talking about not protecting you, it says that the little data we have suggests the opposite. Um, One study, after 30 days, the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines no longer had any statistically significant positive effect against Omicron. Scott, you were fully vaccinated and got the booster. Yep. And still got Omicron. Well, I think, yeah. They won't tell you which one. Right. I asked. There were a lot of people that can say with certainty it was Omicron. Well, I'm pretty sure it was, yes. Yeah. But after 90 days, their effect went negative. In other words, vaccinated people were more susceptible to Omicron. 
<laughs> we've mentioned that before, the data from Denmark. That's really interesting. So after a certain amount of time, 90 days, you're more likely to get Omicron than if you had never been vaccinated. That's jarring. Oh, boy. Well, you've heard that before. Yeah. We talked about it last week a little bit, and you've made that a little more clear, David. Yeah, it's not that, like, it. as far as we can tell, it's it's not like, oh, it just suddenly makes you go negative when it comes to uh, the protection or whatever. It's just that there's a behavioral angle to it that people who have gotten, especially if you've gotten the booster and you're under the impression that you're bulletproof, yeah, you're going to go out and do things that somebody who uh, hasn't been vaccinated may not do, especially if you live in a country that has strict controls over what unvaccinated people can do. So when you're in an environment where you go out and do more, uh, you're around more people because you think the vaccine is going to stop you from getting it, yet you are going to be more likely to get it, especially if this vaccine is not providing the kind of protection that we were told it is. Yeah. So what it comes down to, and, yeah, I think that's sounds like a solid theory, is that you actually see the numbers that vaccinated people have higher rates of Omicron than unvaccinated people. <laughs> it's, it jumps no, out. I, I, well, I page. know. I mean, it's it's... Again, it's frustrating. Um, the other part of that piece, it's long been known that vaccinated people with breakthrough infections are highly contagious. And preliminary data from all over the world indicate that this is true of Omicron as well. So, you know, it's, <laughs> again, we had this piece earlier in the show talking about media saying these people across the middle of the country, they just need to be informed. They just really don't understand this information. That's not it. They're done trusting you. And they realize that they have to live their lives. It's not saying they're just going out to spread it. But they have to live their lives. And you go with what actually makes sense, not just doing what you're told. Okay. Let's move to Alec Baldwin. You've been following this story for a long time, David. Well, Alec Baldwin killed a woman on the set of his new movie. And uh, the authorities in New Mexico... That's where the filming was happening, are still trying to sort through all of it. I'm surprised it's taking this long, and I think Me the too. fact that it's taking this long is really bad news for somebody on that set. <laughs> I tend to Alec think Baldwin. it's I think With it's Alec Baldwin. Yeah. A B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh there yeah, Antonio Brown was not on the <laughs> no, set. No, he wasn't there. Huh? <laughs> uh there was a report in the LA Times over the weekend that Alec Baldwin was not handing over his phone. Because they want to see what he was texting, and apparently there may be some uh, information that would be pertinent to the investigation here. To me, the fact that they want his phone at all seems to suggest they don't think this was an accidental shooting. They want more information. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. hmm, what are we digging up here? So the authorities in New Mexico have reached out to law enforcement in New York to try to force Alec Baldwin to surrender the phone. Now, now he posted a video online well, saying, oh, this is all normal, part of the process, it's all right. Okay. That's bull****. That's a lie. This is a process where one state makes the request of another state. Someone from another state, from another state, can't come to you and say, give me your phone, give me this, give me that. They can't do that. They've got to go through the state you live in. That is a process that takes time. The best way to honor the death of Helena Hutchins is to find out the truth. And, um... Wait, time out a second. 
I'm not saying guilty, not guilty, anything. All I'm saying is, since this happened, Alec Baldwin acting like a guilty guy. Yes. Through each step of this process. Well, when he's talking about handing over the phone, you can voluntarily do it. I'm not saying that's the wise thing to do, but he sounds like desperate, you know, saying, well, this is just part of the process, right? We're going to cooperate, okay? I'm going to hand over the phone, but but I got to get the warrant from New York authorities first. And, well, you do have the question, not from a legal standpoint, just from the personal standpoint. If you know this was an accident, why wouldn't you just hand over the phone? Well, and from the get-go saying, obviously this was an accident. Our hearts are broken. The investigation is going to take its course. And you lay low. He's out there making statements. There are stories about him really looking into spirituality. And him out there saying, she was my friend. Why are you protesting so much? I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm just saying he's acting like a guilty guy would act. That's all. Any suggestion that we're not complying myself and uh, any lawyers I'm working with or what have you is a lie. That's a lie. We're going to, as, as soon as we go through this process, then by all means we will comply. Uh, but, um, <clears throat> but I have no worries about that. I have no worries about that. Mm-hmm. That's all going to work itself out, regardless of what they say in these right-wing rag sheets and Oh, he's the victim. People who are all about hate. <laughs> oh, gosh. These, oh. you know, the oh. lack of self-awareness of these mopes <laughs> blows my mind. This guy has been a rage, hate-filled maniac <laughs> for years now, particularly since Donald Trump was elected president. Oh, it it he, goes back before that. Right, but it, the, the anger punching yeah. out, you know, yeah. photographers. And he's worried about angry, rage failure. Are you nuts? Yeah, playing the victim card. Gosh, damn. Um, but setting aside all the, the hate, oh, setting aside all the January 6th of it all. What? Oh. There it is. <laughs> the January now, what 6th is? of it all. <laughs> now it's, I'm going to play the, the politics. Yeah. List. Okay, see, they're out to get me because I'm liberal, because I played yeah. Donald Trump. I, and that's what this is really about. Man, he sounds even more guilty now. No, I, I think he meant to shoot somebody. I've, wow. I've come around to that. I, I don't I don't think the cinematographer. I I think cuz Joel Souza the director was also shot. Uh I think maybe he was trying to shoot the director. I'm just saying that that oh, that gosh. has crossed my mind here. I do think he meant for that gun to go off because I I think I told you about this Jamie over the Christmas break. I won't say where this happened cuz I don't think they want me to broadcast it, but there is a particular uh, gun facility, gun club that had a funny little thing going on where they bought one of these Pieta 1873 revolvers, and it was the Alec Baldwin challenge. And that is, if you can fire that gun the way that Alec Baldwin says he fired that gun, meaning you don't touch the trigger, but you just pull the hammer back a little bit and let it go, if it goes off, you can keep the gun. <laughs> Genius promotion. Now, now I, don't, I, I don't particularly want that gun, but I wanted to do some research for work, you know, to see, mm-hmm. hey, you know, can I make that gun go off that way? Uh, and no. No, you can't. Not the way he says the it text. There's yeah. no way. No. Yeah. Very interesting.
By the way, speaking of hate um, and political hate, would you say you were a victim of political hate over the weekend, Scott? Yes. And how is that? Well, it was my Facebook page, if that's what you're referring to, which I think that's what you're referring to. Well, yeah, you said, you know, what, um, we can talk about this. Well, this was I, I know. Well, it's crazy because all I, I mean, I put a post up like I normally do, and sometimes I'll do political posts, and sometimes people disagree with it, and that's fine. I'll disagree back at you because that's how this game works. But in this case, I could not figure out for the life of me what the deal was. Here's the post, all right? That you posted. Yeah. When I was a kid, they didn't take me to the psychologist. My mom was able to open my chakra and stabilize my karma and clean my aura with a single slap. Okay. <laughs> Amusing, right? Kind of sure. funny. Yeah. Right? I mean, would you, could we yeah. all agree on that? I mean, you know, my, my mom is certainly not like that. My dad, yes, but my mom, not so much. This woman, out of nowhere, texts a laughing face saying, all the MAGA tards. I won't use the full word, but that's what she said. Did she reimagine it? She did. Got it. Okay. So she and it's said like, full on. Okay. Where did that come from? Right. So naturally, that's not going to go without a reply from me. Because all right, just, hold on a second. Right. About. She says all the mega re. Yes. What about them? That's it. That was it. That's all she said. I don't even know how that correlated with the post. I don't know what you're even talking about. Oh, saying that that form of discipline would be from all the MAGA people. Right. So I I, I think, I mean, you're interpreting this better than I do. I'm just trying. I couldn't figure it out at all. I'm like, is she smoking crack? Is she a meth head? (laughs) What's going on here? Right? So I said, well, I got to boot you now. I'm in a non-tolerance mood. Bye now. She says, okay. I said, I'm glad you agree. And by the way, Adam Kinzinger was her Facebook picture. Adam (laughs) freaking Kinzinger. Okay. All right. I said, you're more than welcome. Go at him. Okay, so now you're stoking this, too. You're going back. And then she says, uh, thank you. And I said, you're more than welcome. Go, Joe. She said, you go, bootlickers. I mean, this woman is insane, right? I, I mean, and after that, the pylon starts. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. Go ahead, David. What were you going to say? Well, I, I would just say, who's who's the crazier person, the homeless guy muttering to himself on the corner or the person passing by who decides to pick a fight with the imaginary person who, who the homeless guy is talking to? I mean, it's I don't just, know what you're talking about. I don't have any idea. What I'm just saying there's about. some guy ranting on a corner and most people would just sort of walk by. It's on my page. You came on my page. You came on my page out of context, and this is what you did. If you got, if you want to rant, go to your page and rant your silly stuff. I don't care. You can can just delete the post and move on. Well, it goes on. She says because you dumb blanks think pumpkin breasts isn't responsible for this mess. Meaning Trump, I guess. I get, yeah, call and she said forty-five is responsible. Okay. Side note to David, I've tried this for years. Like reason. Like here, you can avoid these conflicts. It's better for your heart health. Mm-hmm. And no, that's that's no, going to fall. It's not going to happen. Yes, it's not yes. going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's it's like, you know, somebody. You can't discipline my kid. I will. You know, you can't come on my page with your rantings that have nothing to do with the post that was put up. It would have been different if I said Donald Trump is the greatest president of all time. <laughs> Yay, forty-five. And then if you want to come on with your sass and belligerent garbage. I just put classy gal next. Okay. She's it's just okay. a moron. <laughs>
Okay, money for handicapped preschoolers on critical race trading. What? We'll get to that story and more ranting snacks. Van Camp and Robbins Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Just know, critical race theory, that's a right-wing boogeyman. doesn't even exist. not taught in school. No, it isn't. Except North Carolina is, from the story from Daily Wire, on blast from parents' groups because the state school board approved a $7 million federal grant called the Preschool Handicap Grant. Oh, God. That's to be used for equity and cultural responsiveness in the early childhood classroom. Like, what are we talking about here? What, what does that have to do with handicapped children? Well, that you really want to build racial identity um, with any child that age, really. That, that's part of it. Um, because in preschool, teachers are offered an equity and cultural responsiveness in the early childhood, childhood classroom training credited to a joint project of the North Carolina Department of Public Instruction. Okay? So this is very important in their initiative uh, to teach kids because when building racial identity, one of the things they want to do is encourage the children to question social, scientific, and historical facts. We want children to question whether information is true. This is three- to five-year-olds. Okay? Talk with children about their identities. That's something else they want to do. And provide challenging instruction that encourages children to question what they see around them, including issues of power and control. How they work that out with Elf on a Shelf or Santa or anything else is beyond me. It's all freaking crazy. But it... But what does this have to do with handicapped children? They don't care. They don't care. They just want to jam that in. So, you know, in some sort of thing, you just put handicapped on the title. Mm-hmm. It'll sound like, oh, this is a nice thing they're trying to do. Right. Who would who would take kids? advantage of handicapped children? What kind of monster would do that? Oh, communists. But Well, yeah, of course. Know. Yes. Well, if you, if you attach the word, getting back to your initial point, you attach the word handicapped to it, you think, oh, you know, that's yeah. good. They're helping the children. It's crazy. And by the way, these are the kids that are hurt the most by the idiot lockdowns, too. Of course. Oh, there's another story out there. Did you see the farmer put virtual reality headsets on his cows to make them think they were outside in a meadow? Yeah. They started producing a whole lot more. Yeah, and it's literally the plot of The Matrix, but with cows. (laughs) This is the Barkley Van Camp, Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. (laughs) 
the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. The CDC director, Rochelle Walensky. I'm not going to pretend that's an easy gig. That's a tough gig. But the messages are all over the place. And so if you're a reporter, you're just trying to ask some honest questions that people would want to know the answer to. Right. But when Brett Baer from Fox does that, you've got people on the left freaking out. Saying, first of all, why would she even go on that show? You should see some of the comments. I just, I happened to see the story yesterday and then, you know... Be aware if you're going into the comments section what you could get. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Robin's Facebook page for crying out loud. <laughs> it's where happiness goes to die. To die. Absolutely. <laughs> it's absolutely right. So it's like, well, I guess these people really need to know the truth talking about Fox viewers. But it's even more confusing after he asked different questions. And one of the things he brought up was the Supreme Court Justice, Justice Sotomayor, with this fake news of what was it, a hundred thousand kids are suffering from COVID and yeah. are in the hospital, and many of them are in the ICU. Yeah, on ventilators, she said, a hundred thousand kids right now severely ill with COVID, and, and that's just not even close to the truth. No. And so, as he's starting this interview with the CDC director Rochelle Walensky, you know, he brings up, you know, first of all, from your numbers, like fifteen to twenty-four year olds. There is a 0.001% chance of death. Okay, and then you have Sotomayor out there, and I'll just let him pick up the question from there. I I guess what I'm getting at in this opening is that the the Supreme Court is in the process of dealing with this big issue about mandates. And do you feel a responsibility as a CDC director to correct a very big mischaracterization by one of the Supreme Court justices? It seems like a fair question, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, everybody else is gets slapped with the misinformation label and, you know, kicked off social media and, and shamed. Right. This is the, a sitting member of the Supreme Court. Someone we should trust. Yes, as a big platform. Yeah, I, um, here's what I'll tell you. I'll tell you that right now, 17, you're, if you're unvaccinated, you're 17 times more likely to be in the hospital and 20 times more likely to die than if, you're on, than if you're boosted. It's not the question. No, it goes to talking points. Yep. She just got coached on how to do media, right? Yeah. Talking about Walensky? Yeah. You know what that means? Here's how to slide out of questions you don't want to answer. Mm -hmm. Always go back to your talking points. Honestly, I don't know because I'm not a mind reader. But with Walensky, sometimes I think she's a nervous wreck is because she knows what the truth is and she knows what her talking points need to be. And there's some sort of internal conflict with her. She's like, man, I know I'm lying, and I I don't want to lie, but here's the lie. Here it comes. I'm gonna, and I'm not going to answer the question. And so what my responsibility is, is to provide guidance and recommendations to protect the American people. Those recommendations strongly uh, recommend vaccination for our children above the age of five and boosting for everyone above the age of 18 if they're eligible. Again, this is where it goes in a circle. But we know... God, that's frustrating. The vaccine doesn't necessarily protect against Omicron. No, it doesn't, period. Not necessarily. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Does not. No. And especially with kids, your chance of death is tiny. We're not even going to get into the mask issue. And then they wonder, why is it people don't trust these? Right. 
organizations. Why? Because they're not as dumb as you think. Go tour the country sometime. Talk to people. They'll tell you. But she never answered the question. No, of course not. It should Sotomayor be held accountable for what she said. That was the question. Side note on Sotomayor, did you see the uh, Politico issue over the weekend? No. So Politico puts out this photo of what they say is Sonia Sotomayor having dinner with a bunch of uh, Democratic lawmakers. Like, oh, see, she's hobnobbing with, with these with these folks, and that just spawned a million hot takes and a whole lot of other things. Except it wasn't Sonia Sotomayor. It was Chuck Schumer's wife. who was. <laughs> and I, I saw the photo making the rounds, and I'm like, that doesn't look like Sonia Sotomayor. Who is that? And wow. apparently they had to issue a correction, and they blamed the tipster, not themselves. <laughs> well, our tipster got it wrong. Is her, is her name Sonia? No. Okay. Her name I is get, Iris. Got nothing right then. Okay. And she looks nothing like Sonia Sotomayor. Well, and for a lot of people, what was talked about at the time was Sotomayor. She broke a lot of glass ceilings, right? Right. Yeah, the wise Latina, remember? That's a terrible look. It just is, man. Mm-hmm. You go and say something blatantly false. All of a sudden, it doesn't look like you were actually put up there because of your own merits and, you know, intelligence. It looks like you're there for another reason Mm -hmm. when you make a statement that badly. But how can you miss by that much? What are you reading? What information are you getting to come up with that number? You just pull it out of thin air? I have no idea. And Walensky never answered the question. I mean, she's... Of course not. ...sucking down Dr. McGillicuddy's (laughs) nerve tonic before she goes on the air. (laughs) Meanwhile, I missed this the other day. Savannah Guthrie, who had Walensky on, brought up how the CDC is basically a joke by talking about memes about the CDC. Oh, yeah. This is fantastic. All of this mixed messages or new messages has led to a meme on social media poking fun at the CDC's advice. Tweets like CDC now recommends eating straight off the floor at Waffle House. The CDC now says it's in fact okay to eat Tide Pods. The CDC says go ahead and get bangs. You know, it's amusing people letting off steams, steam, of course, but is there a larger credibility problem with your agency right now? <laughs> You think CDC should? Have, I said it should get bangs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're about a year too late on this, Savannah. This yeah. was a credibility issue a long time ago. I got one. The CDC says put your left foot in, put your right foot out, <laughs> shake it all about. <laughs> uh, speaking of fake news, um, NBC News has cited voices claiming there's little scientific evidence that transgender women have an advantage in female sports. Oh, for little? Really? Yes. That's insanity. You ever seen some of these dudes competing against biological women? Yes. It's pretty obvious. Much like a lot of things with the left, your eyes deceive you, David. <laughs> what you're seeing is not real. Just believe us uh-huh. yeah. and our studies. Forget what you see. I had mentioned this before, NBC's Hallie Jackson did this uh, whole report on the trans athlete issue, especially with the swimmer from the University of Pennsylvania. And in this, she has a special correspondent from NBC Out, uh, Joya Kaba, who uh, she happened to bring in, talk about some of the issues going on 
as far as this whole trans issue. And yes, uh, part of it, she says, is that you have this argument. Some people say it's not fair, but then there are people on the other side and they say something completely different. So then you have folks who say there's very little scientific evidence that shows that those advantages carry over for trans women after transition. Who are those folks exactly? Right. I hate it when they do that stuff. Folks Some who people say, are saying, mm-hmm. And so then you've got this argument about fairness and human rights on the other side. And trans advocates say that this question of inclusion is about more than just sports, because, you know, we're still seeing these efforts at the state level right. to ban trans people from using the bathrooms of their gender. Uh, so they say this debate is really part of a larger conversation about whether trans people can participate in certain aspects of society at all. So I'll go out how the NCAA. OK. This whole participate in society. If you take this just step by step, right? I mean, and this bathroom issue has gone on for years now. And it was, well, it was the one lady at the Wee Spa in California. Yeah. Because when people would say, this is never going to happen, you're so afraid there's going to be, you know. Perverts. Going into a spa or that sort of thing, and this woman's out of her mind. It's okay. It's okay for a man to go into the women's section, show his penis around the other women, young little girls under age. Your spa, we spa, condone that. Is that what you're saying? Remember that whole thing? Yeah. I think the person in charge there, what did he say? Was it something? Like I asked. So he he can stay there. He can stay there. What sexual orientation? I see a d- It lets me know he's a man. <laughs> Maybe encapsulated with that one little clip right there. Yeah. But no, you can't be around little girls. No. No, in that part of society. No, you can't. That's absolutely correct. Biology rules. That's just the way it is. So in that piece with Hallie Jackson, um, it goes on further than that talking about how this is more than just sports. And I just want to hear your reaction. It's troublesome, I think, for some of these families who have kids who want to compete and who are not being allowed to. See, that's not true, but that's addressed here. Right. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. And the legislation is really sweeping. So it applies to public K through 12 schools and colleges. And, you know, some even applies to private schools, too. And these are total bans, Um, though their supporters would argue, you know, that they allow trans students to compete on the team of their birth sex. But, you know, like you you mentioned, uh, trans student athletes, they say that that doesn't really make sense to them um, because for a trans girl, for example, she's a girl in her everyday life and everyone at school knows her as a girl so this legislation is really troubling for them any reaction to that well i'm sorry but you're in a unique situation and that unique situation does not trump the rights of other people got exactly very well said i mean very well said no 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 i have a granddaughter she's in gymnastics i don't want to see her competing against boys because they think they're girls i don't want to see that because it's not fair to her There was another part, and maybe this is unloving, because honestly, we've talked about this before. I feel bad for any kid that's going through something like that. You wouldn't wish that on anybody. Yeah. A lot of times, there are adults who are to blame for this. I'm not saying every time, but plenty of times. Right. I'm sure it is. It doesn't make sense to those kids, because everyone has gone along with this for so long, and now you got somebody that's not going along with it. It probably doesn't make sense. That's not the kid's fault. That's the fault of everyone 
who made it make sense and went along with the charade from the jump. That's part of the problem, but that's what no one wants to talk about. Nope. So here we are um, in a place where some people said, well, we're never, it's not like you're going to have biological males competing against women in swimming. <laughs> and we're absolutely watching it happen. What's the first dude that decides he can't make the NBA team that makes the WNBA team? <laughs> and I'm serious. It's coming. Makes a pile of money. It's coming. But by just telling people that's what he thinks he is. He's going to be selfish. He's going to make his money. He's going to go. But he's going to dominate the WNBA. Is that going to be fun? Someone brought this up over the weekend. Completely different story here. That he's on a plane and another passenger on the plane was seen texting, we have COVID, we're coming home a day early, that are already on the plane. Oh, boy. <laughs> People don't know if that's a fake, if someone was put up to it, whatever. But all of a sudden, if you have this conversation amongst people, and it's, yes, yeah, someone in the family got COVID, okay, would you take the whole family on the plane with COVID? I'm not saying I would, but I know people that would absolutely do that now. It's different than it was a year and a half ago. I mean, if you got to get home, you got to get home. Yeah. How are you? How are you gonna? Is the government gonna pay for you to stay in a hotel wherever you are? That's for a, a week. That's a great question. I get home. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, like a year and a half ago, be like, what is that person doing? Even doing that? And now you're kind of like, oh, I'm not saying I'd do it, but I kind of understand. Yep. Oh, we got an update on the Chicago Teachers Union. You know, they care about the kids more than anything <laughs> else. Got much more coming up right here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial is David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, it's the Boomer, always bringing the boom. Dropping the boom. It's all about the children. It's what the Chicago Teachers Union say. It's about safety, the kids, and the kids first. Gosh, dang. They want to be be back in the classroom. Everybody gets fired. Everybody. We're going to burn to the ground. We're going to start over. Four straight days, Chicago uh, Public Schools has been shut down for in-person learning because the union has decided to uh, go all remote, uh, which is pretty interesting because, you know, you wouldn't think that the union would have the ability to uh, affect the school day like this, but they can in Chicago because it's a very powerful union. So they are screwing over kids yet again, um, and the union president defended that decision with a pretty funny take during a press conference. Hmm. Hey, everyone's making a hard choice. It's the con- right, the context of, of this. Hey, people are making a hard choice about whether to go to the grocery store or not. And, and grocery stores are open for in-person shopping. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. <laughs> we have this union, so we have a lot more power. So we don't have to open. Right. We can do it from home. <clears throat> that's, we want. A, that's Jesse Sharkey, who also said today that the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, is relentlessly stupid. Well, I can't argue with that, but I don't know if I agree with it when it comes to kids being back at school. This particular issue, Lori Lightfoot has decided she wants to play hardball, and the union's like, no, 
So, I, again, I, I just think if you have any guts at all, you say, all right, we're dismantling uh, Chicago public schools then. You're screwing over the kids. You're not serving the community well anyway. We're going to build, rebuild. Well, Jesse Sharkey with that James Earl Jones voice of his, so intimidating. <laughs> A lot of people are making decisions <laughs> right. right now. I was frightened just listening to him. You know, there's part of you, at least me, knowing the results of kids going through Chicago public school, like when you look at graduation rate or literacy rates, you know, kids might have a better shot not going to school. But in a lot of their situations, that's not true. And it made me think of this idea I had, I don't know, four or five years ago. I couldn't get anybody around my family to bite on it, but I truly believe this. And I just run it by you to see if you think this is true or not. At the time, I was thinking about my son. This was around seventh grade, maybe eighth grade, something like that. I was thinking, you know, if he took a gap year and each day of the week he went to work with someone else, like he could go to work with uh, one of his uncles who runs a business, um, another day go to another uncle um, that works for a city, um, he could go with me a day a week, he could go with uh, my dad just to go out to a farm and do chores mm-hmm. to see how different things work. And then the other day, whatever it would be, there's other ideas. And I thought after a year of that, he would have a so much better idea of how the world worked. And the education would put him so far ahead of most that stayed in a classroom all day. I couldn't get anyone to buy into that crazy idea. Is there a reason why? Is the, just I'm putting you on the spot. Good idea, terrible idea. Well, oh. I suppose some of the curriculum would have to be taught, you know. No, I think it's a good idea as long as you can read and write. Yeah. And do arithmetic, some mm-hmm. arithmetic, rudimentary you, arithmetic. If you anyway. can do those basic things, then yeah. Yeah, and here, you book report on this. Yep. Here's part of a math class, because some of that stuff you can do online. Yeah. But I have no problem with it, showing them what it's like to get out in the world and do stuff and the different avenues you can take. I got no problem with that. Okay. And there used to be those days when I was in high school where you could take a day, and if you wanted to be a mechanic, you could go to a garage yeah. if they were okay and hang out for a day to get some kind of idea what right. it would be like. Yeah. You know, something kind of similar, only it would be for longer periods of time, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. Learn more about. Yeah, I, I, would have no, I would have no problem with that. Saw a stat that nearly a quarter of workers plan to quit their job this year. You know, that here's the thing. The 60 Minutes did a huge piece on this last night. Really? Yeah, that was like their opening salvo, like first 20-minute piece. And they're talking about all these people just left the workforce. How are you, Here's what I don't understand. Did they have a bunch of money saved up where they can just coast for a while? I mean, I know some of them went into other jobs, but still. Yeah, we can get into I that. I don't know what you do. And then, should we let non-citizens vote? Well, sure. No! <laughs> that and much more coming up. Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Kids need to go back to school. Yep, 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 yep. 
Biden's COVID advisor is saying that, too? A uh, former Biden COVID advisor uh-huh. is saying that schools should reopen. Would have been nice to hear almost two years ago, but all right. Uh, this is Ezekiel Emanuel, also worked in the Obama administration. He was on CNN and talking about schools closing again because of COVID. We know that virtual learning did not work. It was a failure across the country, and we kept kids out way too long. We ha- yeah, spring of 2020 called. It wants its take back. Yeah, no kidding. Because we talked about that. Okay, Absolutely. by the fall, they got to be back in the fall, right? Yeah. Yes. And we just don't know about saying you need ventilation. We need the ventilation in the building. We have to prioritize in-person learning and put the safety measures we know work to reduce transmission to work there. I do think that we have our priorities upside down when we think dining in restaurants, going to football games, going to basketball games are more important than having schools open. That just seems uh, upside down in this country. All right. uh, Hopefully we'll get right side up at some point. (laughs) Okay. Can you explain what he means by that? Well, it's kind of like what we talked about, uh, well, probably last or summer of 2020, fall 2020, spring 2021, and up to the current date, uh, similar to what we've talked about uh, throughout that time, which is I cannot believe we live in a society that prioritized keeping liquor stores open while <laughs> keeping schools <laughs> closed. Again, this well, I do. Been... I get that. <laughs> Why? Drunk people are angry if they don't get their booze. <laughs> Bad stuff is going to well, happen. Also, I mean, drunk people don't have as good a union, all right? As, as, now, as you know, it never took off. Around <laughs> Prohibition, they tried to form the Drunk People's Union and just never could get any. There were a lot of drunks, but nobody wanted to admit that. What was he talking about with basketball games, football games? Are yeah. you just talking about the public in general? Yeah, just that you can bring in a bunch of people into a football stadium or a basketball arena, but but the school is unsafe. Well, if he's talking about society seems to have its priorities mixed up, is right. that what he's getting at? Yeah. And that, it's really no, not society. Dude, no, no, it's no, 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 no. It's not yeah. true. No, for a lot of people, <laughs> the pandemic's been over for a while. They went back to living their lives. And then you have the government staying in the way of some people that want to get their kids in school. Or it's the teachers' union. That's what's going yeah, on. I mean, if the players refuse to play, you'd have a problem. Sure. You know, and the teachers refuse to teach, you've got a problem. But trying to correlate the two is goofy. Well, it's it, not prioritization going on here. It's like schools should be open. Yes. And it's the union that's stopping it from happening. Well, Period. And again, you have the administration that's been all behind the teachers' union most of the way. Mm-hmm. Because of that flow of sweet cash. That's what it is. That guy's smart enough to know that. It's just words he's throwing out there to make it sound like i care about the children well you know what the the hallmark or the the thing to really pay attention to with all of this is you're hearing the calls for schools to be reopened for in-person learning uh as soon as possible even from the biden administration this is coming on the heels of that disastrous election for them in virginia Mm -hmm. when school was a number one issue for voters yeah, they were ticked. We knew they were ticked about critical race theory, the trans issue, all that stuff. They were ticked. The schools were closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they want to say, okay, let's try to salvage as much as we can for the 2022 midterm elections. And mm-hmm. they're thinking that Americans will be dumb enough to have forgotten that there's been one party and one party only standing in the way of in-person learning throughout this country. Agree. 
by the way, you brought up alcohol. A second ago, I just happened to see a story. I don't know if you guys saw this. Remember the suspected Michigan school shooter, the parents? Yeah. There's a story they allegedly requested a friend bring them vodka and orange juice to them while they were hiding. Oh, jeez. Oh, well, there's any time you want to drink, it's when you're on the run. It's either when COVID's got you down or you're on the run. You're right. One or the other. Okay. I like that they, they want the mixer, too. Right, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Since you're there, pick me up some orange juice as well. Straight The up. lady likes the fuzzy navel. Right. Okay, the dude's going to go straight vodka. All right. Anyway. Um, I had one Jimmy Buffett CD to listen to over and over again. <laughs> let's get to the New York City mayor. Letting non-citizens vote. Great idea. Yeah. Well, the city council passed a bill last month that allows non-citizens to vote in local elections. Now, you have to be a legal resident. So we're not talking about illegal immigrants, but, I mean, <laughs> at least right now. But they're letting non-citizens vote, though, as long as you've lived there for, get this, 30 days. That's it. So if you came in <laughs> during the Great Migration of 2021, right. you can vote here. Keep right. these Democrats in office forever. Uh, the new mayor, Eric Adams, was somewhat against it, but now he's on board. Uh, here he is explaining that on CNN. No, I did not change my mind. I supported the concept of the bill. The one aspect of that I had a problem with and I thought was problematic was the 30-day part of being in the country for 30 days was the place that I had questions. And I sat down with my colleagues. I'm a big believer in uh, conversation. We have to start talking to each other and not at each other. And after hearing their rationale and their theories behind it. You lost me, dude. Come on. What is their rationale and theories behind it? I think he brings that up uh, in the next clip here. But I, uh, I thought it was more important to not veto the bill or get in the way at all and allow the bill to move forward. In New York City, just Brooklyn, for example, 47% of Brooklyn I speak a language other than English at home when I was a bar president. And so I think it's imperative that people who are in a local municipality have the right to decide who's going to govern them. No. Sorry. You're not here legally. Well, in this You're, case, they are here legally. They're just legally. not a citizen. Yeah. You're Got not it. a citizen. Exactly. You're not yeah. a citizen. You can participate when you become a citizen. Yeah. That should be simple. I mean, I, I'm thinking about... Okay, but if I'm here illegally, just to make sure, because there's part of this I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like, I just got into the country last year. Yeah. I've been living now in New York for... Since June. Mm-hmm. So I would not be able to vote. No. Talking about green, green card holders. People. Yes. Yeah. Even if you've overstayed the visa. Well, probably not. You have no, to I would think no. Okay. You'd have to right. yeah. yeah. Got it. This is about non But you don't have to be a citizen. Yeah. Right. But the other Got thing, it. the other thing, though, that I'm that I'm very interested in is what's to stop a nation like, I don't know, China or Russia getting a bunch of kids on student visas into, I mean, this powerhouse of a city mm -hmm. in the United States of America, set them up there for a semester, and then have them swing an election. I'd oh, do that. If yeah, I, you could absolutely do that. I mean, if I were looking for a way to further the degradation of one of the largest cities in America, or the largest city in America, why wouldn't you do that? And you know China already does stuff like that. Right. But it's just inviting it, really. That's pretty wild. We're so screwed.
We got time to turn it around, but it's running out. Yeah. Is that safe? Yeah, we ha- I have to keep believing that way, right? Yeah. I have to. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of zaniness. Be ordering vodka and orange juice. No. Well, switching gears. And you, you, both of you guys are big pet people. I mean, I have a pet, but I'm not to the level of you guys. You love your yeah. dog. I do. Yes, but, I mean, you're fighting for the rights of every animal I know now, Scott. You know, I mean, you're all in. Like someone says something questionable about an animal, you're like, I know, I hate those people. Well, Very opinionated. Such about a strong it. word. David, you're a cat whisperer. You like dogs too. Mm-hmm. He's got cats and dogs. But this is the story of how many people adopted pets during the pandemic. Yeah, lots. Oh my gosh, the numbers are insane. Um, more than 23 million American households adopted a pet during the pandemic. It's nearly one in five. So now, you know, people have gone back to work. What happens to a lot of these pets? And in this story, talking about some of them, like Apollo, a black lab in Silver City, New Mexico, complicating his owner's moving budget with his voracious appetite. And then there's Zuri, the chihuahua, has a bee allergy. So now... It says her mom is fretting over more unexpected medical bills. It's not her mom. Well, See, that sort of stuff drives me insane. Well, how hard is it to keep your dog from getting stung by a bee? I have no idea, but I, the medical bills are crazy. I mean, it could be one of those people that just takes whatever advice the vet says. Yeah. I mean, if you would have done that, you would have been paying out the nose for antidepressants for your cat. <laughs> Xanax <David>. for <laughs> Dexter the cat. They tried to cat. get it, the cat on Xanax. <laughs> yeah, they did. Well, yeah. So some people are just like, okay, well, they said it was, you know, best practices yeah. and the, the cat was depressed, so they're going to spend a load of cash I on it. I mean, that. you can dress your dog up as a pilot and a policeman and everything else. Can't you do beekeeper? A little beekeeper suit for the dog when it goes out. You can try it. Or just yeah. don't let it outside unattended if you've got, I don't know, are you raising bees in your backyard? What's going I, on? I don't know. That's weird. Well, they talk about uh, a Labradoodle named Cowboy. Oh. They're still trying to train him out of his shoe-chewing anxiety. Yeah. So when they leave, he chews up the shoes. Well, and so put, put the in shoes a... in a room where he can't open the door. Put them in a crate. Crate training is a good thing. Do you like that, Scott? Um, I know crate training has been successful for a lot of my friends who love animals, and this is their way to do it. So I used to think, gosh, could I do that every day, lock my dog up? I don't know. But but I could. I mean, I don't have a dog, so I don't have to worry about that. Right. So, And I get the feeling that you're one of those people, like if, if they said one of your cats is depressed, it needs to be on an antidepressant, you'd go ahead and shout at the, the cat. My cats are never depressed. No, if they were. No. Well, I don't know. I, that's hypothetical. Maybe. You would. I'd take it myself first just to make sure it works. <laughs> but now these, golly. So if you're in this situation, what do you do? If this is costing you a bunch of money and then it stops you from wanting to go back to your job for crying out loud. Well, that's quite extreme. President, a lot of people that have had to give up their pets. Yeah, President Van Camp would try to issue either an executive order or get Congress to pass a bill saying you can rehome an animal if you rushed into it, but you're getting 50 lashes in public. <laughs> yep. Well, geez, this dog is very expensive. Well, yeah, it's a living creature. What did you think? 
because it's a self-consumed society and everybody's like, what the pet's going to do for me? And now the use of the pet is over. i got to do something with it. Being a member of Emperor Van Camp's party, I would I would fulfill that for him. I would be the one beating him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, saw this story. Times are tough in Norway right now. You want to know how tough? If how you're, tough is it? If you're in the military and then you're done with service, they're asking you to turn your underwear back in. <laughs> well, who wants that? The, the government does because oh. there's a use for them. You know what that use is? <laughs> you may not Making believe Making the enemy wear them? Oh, no, no, no. No, we'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, there's a lot of talk about our military right now, how it's been weakened. And, you know, maybe not as much money going in as before when Trump was president. That sort of thing. Then I saw this story, and I'm like, okay, this is a concern. Norway has told people that are retiring from the military, you know, they're done with service, uh, to return their underwear. <laughs> hey, we want that back. Bras and socks. So the next group of recruits can use them. They said that uh, they're struggling with dwindling supplies, in part due to the pandemic. So the Norwegian Defense Logistics Organization said because of a challenging stockpile situation, this move is necessary as it provides the armed forces with greater garment volumes available for new soldiers starting their initial service. Gosh, dang. (laughs) So, I mean, wow, it's mandatory, you know, for both men and women. Lasts between 12 and 19 months. To wear underwear? (laughs) No. Okay. Don't want to take away all your freedoms. No, it's just as far as military service goes. Yes. (laughs) So they're going to reuse those. See, I think. Go ahead. No, I just think your boys have one home and one home, one home only. I don't think you can share your apartment with. Uh, you're not sharing. It's been laundered. Well, you're giving it to someone else. Yeah, your boys have been called it home for a while. Now somebody else is going to call it home. I don't want any part of that. Well, you're going to have to because it's mandated. How do you like that? I'm not doing it. By the way, just on a side note, what do you think of the idea? You grew up in the United States. You're done with school. That is the same sort of thing. You got 12 to 19 months of service, and you can choose a different department. It could be military. No, I've, could, I've, I've often said that should be a thing. Yeah, oh, you're think, a you're a believer. Yeah, David. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. One now year, that I'm not back to your community, <laughs> right? Exactly. Now that I don't have to do it, it doesn't apply to me. I like making up rules that don't apply to me. Yeah, no, I mean, but I understand it. I mean, I think service to the country. Right. I think there's a huge disconnect with service to to country and families now because of the volunteer nature of things. It's, it's, there is that disconnect. Well, Well, you'd have much cleaner cities. Yeah. I've got a, uh, I've got a couple of cousins in Germany and they went through something similar to that. And, uh, 
one of them was with the Ministry of Health or whatever they call it there, and that now he's a surgeon. That kind of got him on his path in medicine. Right. Wow. Maybe four days in the uh, in a prison, just so you get an understanding of what it's like. You saying that would be mandatory? I don't know. Maybe under the mandatory laws I'm going to put in place. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You got to spend four days. You don't have to necessarily be in lockup, but you got to go in there and clean things up. And okay. The scared straight sort of program. Got it. Well, I'm saying my dad has said this for years, like service of the country. And you get, you know, three or four departments you can choose from. If, you, if it's not military, you don't think that's for you. Uh, you can go into a different area, but it'd be service to the country, and that would teach yeah. a lot of people a valuable I, lesson. I 100% agree with him. But anymore, if you want to teach discipline, well, that's white supremacy is what that is. Yeah. It's insane. Meanwhile, I don't know if you saw this trending over the weekend because of the supply chain crisis that we've seen. Um, Biden has a new nickname. Oh, no. Bear Shelves Biden. i got to say that does have a little bit of a ring to it. Mm-hmm. Bear Shelves Biden. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's, that is trending all over the place. That's pretty funny. i got a buddy of mine. Uh, that moved from Illinois to Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. And it is a Biden meme of the day, it almost seems like. I get flooded with stuff. And, you know, you just kind of rank them after a while. Okay, that's one of the best I've seen. They're just absolutely nonstop. Just keeps coming out. Um, Also have the story. Man, I don't have much time for this right now. Um, Mommy got arrested at a school board meeting, has now filed a federal lawsuit. This whole thing about moms speaking out at school board meetings, mm-hmm. this is in Rochester, New York. That hasn't gone away at all. No, no. If anything, it's increased. Yeah. Across the country. Well, quit making stupid decisions. Well, in this whole thing, well, critical race theory is not right. taught in school. We do, we, there's lie, no lie, 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 lie. And more and more people are figuring this out. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, let's start here. The CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, asked a number of different questions. And one that's really good that a lot of people have been asking for a while, what about natural immunity? Yeah. Uh, CDC director Rochelle Walensky went on Fox News Sunday and finally got asked questions about natural immunity. People who've had COVID and then recovered, uh, why isn't that part of the calculation and doesn't that kind of undercut the justification for a vaccine mandate. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Why don't why why isn't anyone talking about this? Uh Brett Baer was the interviewer and he asked why people who've recovered from COVID are still subject to vaccine mandates. The Omicron variant is infecting the vaccinated. It and the vaccinated are transmitting the the virus. 
correct? Um, that is true. Um, it's infecting them at a lower rate, and importantly, those people who are um, vaccinated and infected with Omicron um, are not the ones who are ending up very sick in the hospital. Those are the people who are unvaccinated. Right. But will the CDC take natural immunity seriously to study its effect on the big picture? Uh, for example, why not include recovery from infection as the equivalent of at least one shot the way other countries do? Okay. She dodged it once. Here we go again. Um, yeah, you know, we have taken this very seriously. Several uh, months ago, we provided a scientific brief with dozens of studies providing the updated science with this. Um, of course, that science is ever-evolving, um, as, uh, as has this variant. And so we need to um, update that science with regard to what we learn about Omicron. <laughs> Tell you. Golly, man. Okay. Just say I don't know. We don't know about Omicron yet. I've had this out before. We tried to do a comparison, which I don't remember. That maybe, well, it, it just doesn't give you maybe as long of immunity like the vaccine would, even though other countries in their studies said the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's going to be a lot of people in my boat now. I've had three shots and they've had COVID and they've recovered. I mean, I should be oozing antibodies now, right? When I sweat, antibodies just go pouring out yeah. of my pores, right? It's, it's like Rudy Giuliani's hair dye coming right. down just, your face. You know? I'm just, <laughs> I'm so full of antibodies, I feel like I should cough on people and give them some. I, 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 like, I got plenty, right? But I really think for that extra layer of protection, right. yeah. it would be good for the fourth booster. It's that, coming. And, and that is what's so frustrating about the certainty of all of what yes, they're saying. Yes, you know, exactly. You can say the science evolves. That's fine because it does because this does. is a new virus and there are things that we are still learning about it every day. But when you go out there and say this is absolutely the right thing to do, and if you question us, you're an anti-vaxxer or you're anti-science or whatever – then people start to trust you less when the science magically changes. I mean, they're out there in the last couple of weeks saying things that would get you deplatformed like two months ago. Like, hey, you know, 75%, uh, the CDC director said it last week, 75% of the people who died from COVID uh, had at least four comorbidities. Well, that's that's a big number. That's a big deal when you're talking about shutting down schools. For crying out loud, we're going we're going through this conversation again. Well, the other thing, and I know that when I brought this up before, you get uh, <laughs> let's just say a lot of negativity. But it, it's meant as an honest question: of the over eight hundred thousand that have died in the United States of COVID, it is a fair question to ask: how many died with COVID or of COVID? Because of COVID, that killed them. Or was something else, and they also happened to have COVID? That's an honest question. And you would be demonized for even asking it. Because well, you're a conspiracy it was, theorist. Well, you would hear people say, that's been debunked. Yes. No, it absolutely has not. Right. There were people that got shot or were killed in a motorcycle accident. Or they had got, a heart attack. They got chalked up to a COVID death. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's happened. So what are the real numbers? Well. You really don't know. But you know it's something. When CNN's Brian Stelter says, well, the CDC has lost credibility, sort of become a punchline. 
Yeah. This was shocking to hear. We have this clip ready. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. If you haven't heard it. And the CDC has turned into a punchline. What? There's a huge credibility crisis for the CDC. And Oliver, to your point, it just causes people, if they if they hear all these mixed messages and all this confusion and it's all too complicated, they just move on and ignore it. That's exactly right. And we are supposed to be getting information, I think, to these people. And so when we're messaging toward a very small group of people, maybe who are, are, are taking the pandemic uh, far more seriously than, than, than the, the average person, I, I think we're not doing our jobs as effectively as we, as we should be doing. Because there are these dumb people yeah. that just don't understand what's going on with COVID. Uh, and they've moved past it. It's like too hard to understand and these are the small-minded people that we, as the national media, isn't that what he's saying, need yeah. to get to? Well, I think it's funny, too, because that, that's Oliver Darcy, one of the other media watchdogs on CNN, mm. uh, admitting that they are really only speaking to a small percentage of the American public right there. Yes. It's a big own goal. Yeah, our ratings suck. Not everybody's hearing our wisdom. Right. Well, and even with all of legacy media. It's people tuned it out a long time ago. That's what happens when you lose credibility and you lie to people. And I think we need to generalize the message. I mean, there are a lot of, like, for instance, the stories ahead of Thanksgiving and the holidays saying, uh, take, to, to advising people to take all these precautions. Uh, and not, it's not that it's bad to take those precautions, but it just felt like when I was reading it and then, you know, talking to other people, like, no, people are not uh, reading these articles and, and doing, uh, you know, every step in the, bo- in the playbook. And we need to be maybe... Uh, coming up with realistic solutions and advice uh, to the general public when talking about COVID. These people are just not listening to us anymore. With that complaint, then I would ask, why is it that every time there's a holiday coming up and Dr. Fauci, the wise one, is on, why do you always ask if it's okay if we do something? Is it okay that people travel for Thanksgiving, Dr. Fauci? What about Christmas? Yeah, people wanted to know if I was losing my mind when I went off that day. You sprung that on me, David. Yeah. What, Fauci? Oh, the crow, yeah. I forget who it was. I think it was somebody on the Today Show asking permission. Do you think it's okay, Dr. Fauci, if people... Well, if they are fully vaccinated, then it's okay. But if they're not, I wouldn't. Who asked you? You lost credibility, man. I saw a meme that said, if you need this man's permission to celebrate Christmas, you're in a world of hurt. And it was a picture of him. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, no, you don't need, I don't need his freaking permission. I didn't ask for it, nor do I seek it. Meanwhile, switching gears, uh, you know, the vice president uh, has been complaining to uh, people on the inside. And this was reported by the failing New York Times um, that one of the reasons that her polling numbers are down because she's a woman of color. No, it isn't. No, she's that's treated- not it. Differently. Not true. The only reason she's vice president is because she's a woman of woman color. Woman of color, yes. I think we all agree on that. There are Democrats that agree on that, well, cried that, out loud. That's what Joe Biden said. How did he phrase it? You mean just by saying we're going to have a black woman? Yes. Yeah. He, yeah early on, yes. he gave that, that game away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not about, okay, picking the best person of the job. We're past that. We're talking equity, folks. What about, I don't know, Hispanic women? Why, why did they get hosed on that deal, I, David? I mean, I brought that up. I brought that up on the campaign trail when he said, "Yeah, I want to bring, uh, I want a cabinet and a vice president that represents America." 
I was like, well, then you really shouldn't be looking for a black woman. You should be looking for a Latina. Well, Kamala Harris, now this was debated long before she was picked as vice president. wasn't my debate, because I don't look at the world this way. But even some in the black community were having the conversation, is she really black? She's part black, part South Asian. So does she really count? Well, if you're going by usual sort of woke stats, you would say yes. Because if you're part black, you can identify as black. Isn't that usually true? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, again, man, I it, that's not my fight. Me I don't either. really care. Yeah. But I think that's the way it usually goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could be wrong. Uh, but then they have liberal female figures and conservative female figures going back and forth on the thought that she's not treated fairly because she is a woman of color. Well, that's your pivot point. That's where you go all the time. Well, yes, she's when you're go there, criticized for doing a can't horrible say she's job, the absolute worst politician who's ever lived. Her instincts are always 100% wrong. She's phony. Well, no, it can't be that. It's because she's black and you're white. And she was the borders are. She got named the borders are from right, Biden. Right. She didn't go. And when she went, it was an absolute debacle. Joe had business cards printed up with borders are on them and everything. <laughs> it's been one thing after another and just booting it. We've all watched it happen. But it is that whole thing. And you wonder where identity politics is going to go. I mean that. No, I know. I I know. I understand. Believe me. Uh, I think the Democratic Party will absolutely start to walk away from it, especially when they start to pay attention to the polling of Hispanics in this country. Right. They're going to have to do that sooner or later Mm -hmm. because that's going to be the voting block to watch. I don't know. It's fascinating to watch themselves shoot themselves in the foot like this. And just if we are also keeping score, and again, I understand I'm asking a couple of guys that this isn't actually their playbook. But Asian Americans, do they just pretty much count as white people now? Yeah. I'm, Is the, well, or does it depend on the topic? It, it depends. Like if it gets going, getting into college, they're like white people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. Or, Or... Um, if Donald Trump says China virus, that is stop Asian hate. But if there are a whole lot of homeless men who happen to be black attacking Asian men in New York and L.A. and San Francisco, then it's just, well, there's a mental health problem in this country. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, for a while they were trying to pedal out. It was because of Trump's America that young black men were assaulting Asian Americans. Yeah, right. I don't know how that squared. I still don't know. <laughs> that was a tough one to kind of square up. Right. Yeah, it was tough. That the, was really tough. They finally uh, pivoted off that. Why do you say the China virus? Yeah. Thanks. Saw a little poll. Said, hey, if you did nothing this weekend, like it was one of those days you got out of bed maybe late. You had a list of things to do, but you really didn't get to any of them. Yeah. Maybe you flipped on the TV or mm-hmm. just on your phone and watching videos. You accomplished nothing. Do you feel guilty about it? No. David? I haven't had a day like that in two years. Yeah, he hasn't, no. Since the last time you did, did you yeah. feel guilty? No. I'm no. the only one. I don't feel guilty about it. I mean, I very rarely have them. I mean, I went to an anime convention this weekend. What? 
I went to an anime convention this weekend. You just want to be around other people? No, I become my, a fan. My granddaughter. I went with her. Oh, I bought her her first sword. Excuse me. <laughs> a real sword? Well, kind of a real sword, but not not a real real sword. But can it do damage? Uh, well, I suppose it could if you you know, if you swung it hard enough. Okay, how much was the sword? Just curious. Forty bucks, I think. She wanted one eighty. I said no. Oh, yeah, you got some limits there. We're not doing an eighty dollars sword. Grandpa's that... going to buy you a weapon as long as it's at a discounted rate. <laughs> right, <Yes>. right, right, <laughs> right. Cheaper weapons. That's fantastic. <laughs> Okay, before the end of the show, i got to hear more about the anime convention. That sounds incredible. Um, there's one, well, they call him a Republican, but he's really not in Congress. It says radio is to blame. Oh, this guy. For where America is. <laughs> Coming up. making noises yep well i think this is probably time then to unleash this story because i think van camp wanted to bring this up only to trigger you scott no i saw it live i yeah. I, I i just yelled at the tv <clears throat> yeah soon, soon to be former representative adam kinzinger is one of the republicans that the media love because oh, yeah. he helps them go after conservatives that's right, right. They, they love him because they can say republican Adam Kinzinger. This is the guy who wept during the January 6th com- uh, committee hearing at one point. You guys held. Mm-hmm. You won? So he was on Meet the Press yesterday, and he was asked, why is the Republican Party so bad? <laughs> um, did Donald Trump reveal what the Republican Party is or change it? <laughs> okay. From Chuck Todd. You know, I think it's actually a little of both. So uh, I think on the one hand, Donald Trump is a symptom of years and years of leaders, um, you know, profit driven radio shows, whatever, turning the base into this angry, fearful, you know, victimized group of people (laughs) who are saying, look, oh, you can never get a fair shot. You know, as time goes by, you're going to lose more and more political uh, power. Keep in mind, Republicans still won just about half of every races. But then Donald Trump came along, and I think unintentionally, because I think he just wanted to be, you know, that guy, unintentionally got in front of a wave where people wanted somebody to blow stuff up. I think it's a little of both. I think it's it's fed off each other. The problem is leaders have to now interdict this fear and anger cycle, Uh and they're not doing it. They're instead hiding. Yeah. Okay, okay, House at Pooh Corner. Thanks for stopping by. Everybody get along and be nice. Yeah, I would just say, Adam, come on, man. I mean, you've got a situation where the Democrats are literally trying to expand the surveillance state to take out a pound of flesh against everyday Republican voters. He doesn't care about that. Did you miss that whole domestic terrorist thing about school boards? He did. Uh, yeah. 
He's yeah, trying to set tech. up some sort of post-career move right now. I mean, he and Liz Cheney, maybe they'll get a radio show. No, I think he's just going to be the guy that appears on CNN or some other outlet. Because as long as he still has Republican in front of his name, he's of value to the left. I know. That's if he loses that part, then he's done. So as long as he can keep saying that, you know, that's why he's useful. Another news update, David. Go right ahead. Uh, Sonny Hostin on The View is defending Justice Sonia Sotomayor, who completely incorrectly said that there were 100,000 kids right now very sick with COVID, many of them on ventilators. In the ICU. She Hmm. says, well, Sonny Hostin on The View told her audience, hey, you know, she's mostly right. What? In spirit, she is right. <laughs> Listen to this. Well, well, first, I just want to reframe this a little bit about Justice Sotomayor, because um, while, you know, she may not be accurate for current hospitalizations um, in children, she is correct that we have more children in the hospital uh, now more than ever before. Um, and it certainly reflects wow. the current cases in children. Right now, we have 82,843 um, children uh, sick with, with COVID. More than 1,000 children have died from the virus. Um, and in addition, uh, about 7.8 million children have caught COVID since uh, the pandemic started. And, and That's actually a really good rate then. Absolutely. When you're talking about almost 8 million children. Yeah. Yeah, very little chance of death. And again, when they bring out those numbers, we don't know, are you talking about just from COVID or had other comorbidities? They don't specify that. Oh, of course not. The point, Sonny, I think is that's a Supreme Court justice. Words matter, remember? Accuracy matters. They're debating this issue at the Supreme Court. She better have her crap together. Somewhat ironic that the two most unhappy women in America are named Sonny and Joy. (laughs) That could be in your trifecta. Big three stories of the day with Scott Robbins. Next. Camp and Robbins Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, with the amount of deaths that we've seen from COVID in the United States. Brought this up before, and uh, when we did, it was hateful. It was not fact-based. Again, it was just a question of when you're talking about COVID deaths, how many were just from COVID? Like someone was pretty healthy, got COVID, and all of a sudden, it went through this spiral and they died. We've heard of those stories. Yeah. But out of so many people wondering, okay, well, what's the percentage of that? They keep track of this. They have to, right? Yep. And when Brett Baer on Fox was interviewing Rochelle Walensky, director of the CDC, that came up. 
I don't think you're going to be surprised to know he didn't really get a straight answer on this one. Do you know how many of the 836,000 deaths in the U.S. linked to COVID are from COVID or how many are with COVID but they had other comorbidities? Do you have that breakdown? Um, yes, of course, with Omicron, we're following that very carefully. Our death registry, of course, um, takes a few weeks to and is, uh, takes a few weeks to collect. Um, and of course, Omicron has just been with us for a few weeks, but those data will be forthcoming. What about any data you already have? Mm-hmm. I know last week, and you mentioned this, David, she said 75% of people that died mm-hmm. had how many comorbidities? Well, this was... Uh in response to a question about uh, people who've died who've been vaccinated. But it was 75% of the vaccinated people who died had four or more comorbidities. There have been other studies saying that it ranges anywhere from 60 to 80% of the people who have died from COVID before there was a vaccine were had at least, I think last one I saw had at least three comorbidities. Okay. And that also doesn't take into consideration like someone that was over the age of say 85 no that does yeah that's counted that is counted yeah okay so we know then and they really put it at 65 plus or does it depend from what you've seen in the different studies it just depends on where where you're talking i think some some countries do actually break out 80 plus as the highest risk because obviously yes if you're over the age of 80 you are at a much higher risk Sure. Even vaccinated than yes. a 13 year old. Yeah. You know, it's okay. This is like a mind trick and maybe I'm the only one. So I'll just throw it out there and see if you get where I'm going or if you felt this way. Sometimes you'll picture someone that's 65 in your mind. Okay. And it just depends on the 65 year old, right? Because mm-hmm. there are some people that are 65. They may be, you know, at, the health of a 75 or even 80 year old. And there's some people that are 65 that you would swear were under 55. Like Bob Saget dies. He was 65. Right. I don't think of him at 65. Do you have the same reaction? Well, I do. Cause Keith Richards is 114. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's because, you know, he's active comedian. I'm guessing that some hair color in there makes him look a bit younger. Yeah, but still, sort of I mean, thing. you know, that was still shocking. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of a different story and still don't know cause of death right. there. Um, pretty certain it wasn't all of a sudden COVID. No, 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 no. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all of these things play into the numbers when we're talking over 830,000. They would have to know this information, right? Then you just put it off. Well, with Omicron, it's fairly new, so we're just going right. to wait and We'll, we'll get back to you on that one. Right. Seems like one of the things that they would be studying a little bit more. All right. You all ready for your big highlight? Rock and roll, baby. Scott Robbins. Let's do it. This time every day, it's the trifecta. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. And the trifecta. Always helped by Scott's well, idol. I'm Casey Kasem. Hi, Casey. Um, I'm ready. Yes, he, he counts them down for you. And three. Starts with three. Uh, I have no idea what this story is about, Scott, but you teased it by saying Fauci is paying to study transgender monkeys. That's right. You heard me right. 
What? The deeper we look into COVID-19 czar Dr. Anthony Fauci's background, well, the more unsettling it seems to be. And I remember recently we learned he was experimenting on beagles. Oh, yeah. Man, that was enough to make most people's blood boil. But now the Free Beacon is reporting there were other animal experiments going on that simply don't seem to make any sense. Let me give you one here. Okay. Involving some alleged HIV-AIDS research where male monkeys were injected with female, female hormones to stimulate some sort of transgender response in them to help determine why lesbians report higher rates of HIV infection. And no, this is not from the Onion, kids. This is a real deal. How long ago was this? Does it say in the story? <laughs> Easy. <laughs> National Institute of Infectious Diseases in December of 2021. So not that long ago. Gave the Scripps Research 205,000 for the study, which aims to determine why transgender women have higher rates of HIV. As hmm. part of that study, the researchers subject male monkeys to feminizing hormone therapy to study how the impact the monkey's immune system was. That's according to the National Institutes of Health. Yeah, so. That's not audio. So if I understand this correctly, and I don't know if I do or not, but I think I do. They are studying why people who were born men but identify as women have higher rates of HIV than lesbians who were born women. Now, I'm pretty sure with a rudimentary education, I could tell them why that is in like for like five dollars. <laughs> no, man, don't sell yourself short here. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Wow. And the countdown continues. <laughs> Two. Uh, NASCAR driver Brandon Brown, the guy who inadvertently lent his name to the whole Let's Go Brandon mm-hmm. phenomenon, just signed a big deal on cryptocurrency, right? Even though NASCAR has yeah. banned advertising it. Yeah, it's LGB coin. Yep. The, uh, he was, he's, he inked the sponsorship deal. By the way, it's worth with cryptocurrency a reported eight figures, even though he's been banned from advertising on a race car. Wow. Let's go. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Hey. Yeah, NASCAR doesn't want any part of it. No, no, the exact dollar amount of the deal was not announced, but LGB coin said Brown is now the holder of the currency, and his spokesperson confirmed that he is being paid in both cash and coin. Mm. He's cashing in on it, even though NASCAR says, no, not on our cards. You can't advertise it anywhere. Well, you can cash in. He's going to. Yeah. He's going to anyway. I think NASCAR has a tendency to forget who the fan base is for NASCAR. You get the feeling that they are trying to move away from some sort of image all the time. It ain't Biden voters. I have no idea. That's broad brushing here. That's broad brushing. But I'm just telling you, having been to several NASCAR races myself, people would love this. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, you've been to several. Several. Pretty wild, too. Yes. The tales that you've told before. There yeah. are some good ones. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, on with the countdown. Right. And finally, one. Well, out of Yeah. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tested positive for COVID. Her office announced yesterday uh, after her big trip to Florida. Yeah, she's experiencing symptoms, they say, but nothing severe. Mm-hmm. By the way, she's vaccinated and also boosted. Yeah. She encouraged everyone to get boosted so they, too, could catch COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. That's me adding that, by the way. 
Uh, yeah, she was in Florida. She was spotted partying without a mask at a drag brunch. Haven't we all been to one of those before? No. Hugging people as well as on another occasion eating at a sushi restaurant in Miami without her mask on. She was that was pointed out. She accused uh, Republicans of being sexually obsessed with her and wanting to date her. That was their problem. That is still one of the best that I've heard in a while. Oh, it's, They're just mad because a, they want to date. It's me. an all timer. Bottom line is this. <clears throat> Bottom line is this. Once again, she puts the lie about the pandemic of the vac- unvaccinated because it isn't. Joe said it. She said it. Kamala said it. Nancy Pelosi has said it. It's a lie. It's always been a lie, and it continues to be a lie. And she's still out there with it now, even though she has gone. I, I'm waiting for her to blame this on DeSantis somehow. Right. I don't. I haven't heard that well, yet, but it's got to be coming, doesn't it? He forced her to go to that drag brunch, which, by the way, I'm not. I'm not mad at AOC for going. Drag brunches are amazing. Uh-huh. The mimosas identify as plain orange juice. It's great. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Okay. And there you have it. Yeah, those, yeah. those are my favorite three today. Okay. The monkey one is so disturbing how it's going to haunt me for a while. Just a question. Leave real the quick. animals alone, Fauci. And the question is this Have you heard this conversation before? You'll hear from people that are talking about getting vaccinated and getting boosted because it'll keep you from getting COVID. And now it is, well, it'll keep you out of the hospital and it will keep you from dying, right? And then the other person says, well, how do you know it will keep you out of the hospital? How do you know that? Because we know it from the studies, right? Mm -hmm. That's usually the way that goes. And then it'll go, that conversation goes around in a circle. How is it really proven? Because, again, you're talking about a lot of different people within ages that have different levels of health. Like, it's always interesting to me, and I've heard you know, people rip on whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Kyrie Irving talking about, you know, those guys not getting vaccinated. This is absolutely everyone should be vaccinated and it should be the law type people. But what I don't understand is not every 37 year old is like Aaron Rodgers. No, now if you have, if you say are 70 pounds overweight and, you know, you have some other health issue. Mm-hmm. You ask the question, should that person get vaccinated knowing what you know? You can make the argument, absolutely, that person should get vaccinated. That doesn't necessarily mean Aaron Rodgers should get vaccinated. Right. It, he's not going to die right. if he gets it. Chances are he won't even get really sick. Well, or He didn't. Or Novak uh, Djokovic. Right. He's still going back and forth with the Australian government over whether or not he can play because he hasn't been vaccinated. It's like, this is one of the healthiest men on the planet. Here's the thing, too. Those three guys, they're not dumb guys. I know Kyrie's done some conspiracy stuff before with, you know, flat earth and that sort of stuff. But I'm saying <laughs> they they studied this out in a number of different ways and it decided it's not for me. Mm-hmm. But this is now a whole battle between people saying, oh, forget the science of it. Okay, when your leaders tell you you should do something and inject this into your body, you should do it. And there's another group of people that no. Right. It doesn't even stop you from spreading it. That's right, man.
That's right. But I don't know when that conversation is going to stop going in a circle because it just seems to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, it, they're losing their grip on this thing. Meaning the left. Yeah, they can keep selling this message of fear and stirring it up and everybody's going to die and all that nonsense. But people have, have had it. We've had a couple of years to digest this now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have alternative sources now that tell us something different. Mm-hmm. People who are educated and are scientists or doctors who haven't been squelched from an opinion. And it differs from yours. And what we've seen is they tend to be more right than you do. Well, and when you heard that stat again, sometimes you forget it. But when you're talking about people between the ages of 15 and 24 have a 0.001% chance of dying from COVID. That's right. But you have to get it. Right. You have to. Or you're one of the bad people. You can't go to a movie or you can't go to work. You can't go to a sporting event or a concert. Yeah. Uh Uh, Nimrod's the news is coming up. Um... One guy claiming his pants belong to someone else. you got to hear that one. And a news update straight ahead. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, news update, David Van Camp. Sorry, I just see this uh, story. An NBA reporter slipped and fell on water after interviewing uh, a player. So this is uh, Christina Pink after the uh, Clippers-Hawks game. Yes. She's interviewing, and there was some water on the court, and she tried to walk away. And I think the audio translates pretty well. Okay. He's fine, by the way, so you can laugh if you want to. <laughs> Whoa. Clippers are... <laughs> the, guy, the guy back in the studio just, boom, keeps what going. What a pro. Yeah, just keep going. You ever slipped in front of a group of people before? Yes. Uh, probably. What I happened? remember doing it. It's but... embarrassing. Yeah. Well, it is. Yeah, for me, one time was in college, and I was walking upstairs. Uh, and there were brick okay. stairs, so they were kind of there was a little bit of a lip to them. Mm-hmm. So I fell forward, thought I caught myself, but my backpack carried the momentum, and I did like a somersault onto the main landing in front of everybody. That that was not pleasant. Did on you anyone. pop right back up though, like you like I did, like planned I on doing it, like that just, was just part of the routine. <laughs> that's just how I walk upstairs, man. How do you do yeah. it? Yeah, right, exactly. Sold out hockey game, ten thousand people. No between periods. Do the, you know, shot at the goal that's the puck will barely fit in. Right. For like, I don't know what the prize was. Like, I don't know, what, $50,000, $100,000, something like that. You were the guest DJ? Yeah, the guy that's hosting from the station. Go out there with the microphone. Got the snakeskin boots on. The rock, it was like 1990. Yeah. And walking, you walk, trying to walk with confidence. Boom, right on your back to have 10,000 people laughing at you. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Good feeling, man. Probably, your hair probably hit and you just bounced right back up, though. Shut up. <laughs> when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, man. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. Can you put skates on those boots? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nimrods in the News. Let's That's go. my guy right there. Yeah. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Let's talk about this woman in Houston. David's hometown, 41-year-old woman. Sarah Beam. She was worried her 13-year-old son had contracted COVID. Maybe you heard this story before. Mm-hmm. So she stuffed him in the trunk of her car, drove him to a testing site. She's a Thought teacher. Thought he had COVID. Golly. And she's a teacher. You freaks. What is wrong with you? Um, well, you've, you've never ridden in a trunk before, Scott? Come on. Yeah, but my mom didn't put me there. Oh. Is that well, not a, normal? That's couch worthy 10 years from now. You, so you're saying, David, just in Houston, that's the way it rolls. I guess, yeah. Well, you know. We get, get in the trunk. We got things like like cigarettes and vodka in the back seat. You got to ride in the trunk, kid. Sorry. <laughs> Golly. Uh, they wouldn't catch COVID. For our friends in Mankato, Minnesota. Maybe you heard this story already. 37-year-old guy, Brandon Seahack, got pulled over last week. Cops found a bag of meth in his sweatpants. Oh, he said, well, oh, you have a mix-up here. Not my sweatpants. Borrowed them from a friend. Like, oh, really? What's the name? Gives the name. So they go over, and they knew right away it was a lie. See, Brandon is five foot eleven. The person he tried to blame it on is four foot one. Oh, he is now facing a four felony one drug possession charge. Yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe you heard the story. A very desperate man in Indy made a bomb threat over the weekend. Why? Because he wanted to move up in line to see a free Doja Cat concert on Saturday. Oh yeah. And then here's the public caning for this guy. Dude defecated on a kid's picnic table on Christmas and stole the kid's scooter. Yeah, okay. It's kids not... thought the mess was from Santa's reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's Nimrod's in the news. Yeah.